Hello and welcome. This is Perspective for Parents. My name is Nick Thompson, and this is a podcast for parents of adolescents. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen. This is part two of Homeschooling 101. If you haven't already, please go back and listen to part one before listening to this. And thank you, just just thank you for listening to any of these. Okay, let's get into part two. Our students need to be creating sacred study spaces. So to make sense of this, to connect with, with young people when I'm working with them, I tell them about my sacred study space, which is my desk at my office. So my sacred study space is used for doing all those things that I don't really like doing. It takes a lot of willpower. That drains a lot of resources from my executive functions. That's where I do my version of homework, which is emails, scheduling, billing. Those are things I don't like to do. And I probably have four to six hours of homework a week. So because I don't like doing it, and I know how impacted the mind is by its environment, I've made that my space. So Monday nights, when I'm done with appointments, which is about 10 p.m., I go to the mini fridge, grab a black, Cherry Waterloo sparkling water, take off my shoes, put on my homework hat. Yeah, that's right. I have, a, I have a hat, baseball cap with an E on it that stands for email. I put my email hat on, put it on backwards, sit in the chair, shoes off, crack the Waterloo, and begin my homework. So I've done this. Every Monday for years. And now it's just second nature. It's amazing how productive I can be. And as you may know, productivity on things that I don't like doing does not come natural with my wiring. So I share this with students. Why it works. It works because it's consistent. It's done at the same time Every Monday night, I do the same thing before it every time. Grab that Waterloo Black Cherry Sparkling Drink. By the way, this is a really cool thing that you can do in your own life or, your, or, or introduce it to your, to your adolescent. It's something called a starting ritual. The mind loves sequence. So you do this, and then after this, you do this. The mind looks to sequence to know what to do next. Think about your bedtime routine. You just sort of do it, and you don't even have to think about it. So the other thing I say about the sacred study space is I remove distractions. The desk is clear. I mean, there's a few things on there to look at, but nothing too interesting. And here's a really important thing. I never do something in that chair at that desk that is enjoyable. I don't sit in that chair at that desk and check ESPN.com or text a friend or play a game on my phone or watch YouTube videos on my laptop. I only do my homework in that space. 
Because I know the minute that I introduce something more entertaining, more engaging, more pleasurable in that sacred spot, guess what? My mind will very quickly try to make that spot the spot where we do that thing that's way more fun, way more easy. So I can't introduce any energies to that chair, to that desk that aren't productive. So I've trained my easily distracted mind by creating an environment where when I sit down, my mind goes, all right. This is the time and this is the space where we knock out some homework. So our students can do the same. Find a chair, find a desk, find a space that you are going to make sacred. That you are only going to use when you need that productive energy. So I've been sharing this with parents. I said, well, we don't have a big place. I don't have a big room. Like I can't. We can't all have separate rooms for different energies and different tasks. No, you don't need different rooms. My office is 10 feet by 12 feet. There is a desk, a desk chair, a small little couch, and two chairs. And each of those areas, each of those sitting areas are used for different things and therefore require different energies. I got my chair that I sit in when I'm, when I'm doing counseling. I've got the little side chair. Where I do the podcast, need my podcast energy. Got my desk chair where I need my get difficult stuff done energy. And I've got my little couch if I want to sit down, relax, send a text, make a call, check a score. All in the same room. So please introduce this to the adolescent in your life. The idea of a sacred study space of why it's so important, why it works, of just how impacted our minds are by our physical environment. I was working with a dude in college last week. We're discussing this idea. He didn't even have a desk. He's in a one-room apartment with a bed. So we talked about it, and this guy created a great system. He's got a corner of his bed for socializing. A corner of his bed for gaming. He sits up on top of a made bed, fully clothed, dressed for success, dressed like he would if he was going to class when he needs to do his homework. And the lights on full blast. And of course, when he needs to fall asleep, under the covers, lights off, shoes off. So the point is, you don't need a whole lot of square footage to do this. You don't need a Victorian mansion that has a conservatory, a study, a game room, and a butler's pantry. So remember, with our youth, we want to introduce concepts. We don't want to force these things. We want to talk about how it could benefit them and the brain science behind it. So respect and create the space. I'm encouraging people to have a creative space, a productive space, a relaxation space, an entertainment space, a social space, and a sleep space. Please remember, 
Don't sleep, don't socialize, don't relax, and don't entertain yourself in the productive space. The mind will always prefer the most pleasurable or easiest activity done in any given space. So another way to recreate, simulate, imitate as much of the school routine as possible. I'm telling all the students I work with, act as if you're going to school. Shower, brush your teeth, put on deodorant, put on pants. Eat breakfast in the kitchen, in an eating space. Take movement breaks. Set reminders on your phone to imitate the ending of a class period. When that period's over, get up. Walk up and down the hallway. Walk up and down the stairs. I've been telling students, just do a lap around the house. It's nice enough. That should take a few minutes. A little vitamin D from the sun, a little movement. Always good before you return to your next period. Put in a little recess. Have lunch in the kitchen at a consistent time. And try to have the school day end. At a decent time, 1 p.m., 2 p.m., 3 p.m., take as much as you can from the school schedule you were in a month ago. Act as if. I signed this one dude. He's like, why would I brush my teeth or put on deodorant? They, They can't smell my breath over Zoom. I said, no, 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 it's not for them. It's for you. Not only uh, is it a good thing for dental hygiene, regular brushing, But all these little things that we did when we went to school cue the brain to prepare it to get into an energy, a level of focus that is needed to do school. So yeah, do your morning routine. Dress how you would normally dress when you go to school. I know many parents are thinking like, my kid wears pajamas to school all the time anyway. So keep wearing pajamas, I guess. So in closing... I think we're all a little surprised just how impacted we are by our environments, how things just do not go that well without consistency, without structure, without routine, and without the natural change in environment that going to work or going to school provided. But this is a really cool opportunity for us, for our kids, to get creative how to use brain science to create routines, sequences, transitions, and spaces that are most conducive to being well. Not just academically well, but physically, intellectually, emotionally, and socially. It's okay, people. It is just fine. In fact, it is great that we need structure in our lives in order to be okay, to thrive. Let's reframe this time as a time where we get, not have, we get to create structures, routines, and spaces that serve us best. Thank you for listening. If you found this podcast useful, please subscribe, rate, review, and share with a friend. If you would like to find more information about this podcast or my upcoming presentations, please check out my website, perspective 4 
perspective.com. Spelled out, that's perspective, the number four, parents.com. Thanks again.